We're so pleased to have you all here today. This is a very, very exciting moment for all of us. The International Sports Hall of Fame, this was created to honor sports legends. Bruno Sammartino, who I've had a personal relationship with for many years because I was a big admirer of his. He always was a great inspiration to so many others. And a childhood hero of so many of us. Let's hear it for Bruno. Today I'm here and I'm so deeply honored. And next month, I get to go back to Madison Square Garden, where I will be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. To now be able to say that he can come back home to Madison Square Garden in the house that he built. You know, it's really a storybook ending. When you get inducted into an International Sports Hall of Fame, you're deeply grateful and another wonderful memory that stays with you for the rest of your life. Welcome to Orsini's Uncensored Mind, and now your host, AJ Orsini. Ah, the hell is everybody? This is AJ Orsini, and I am your host for Orsini's Uncensored Mind, and I'm here with episode 30, 3-0, ever so close to my age. We're getting closer and closer, about five more weeks or so. But yes, the show is turning 30 episode 30 thank you so much for downloading and thank you so much for taking the time to listen if you are listening on the podbean app or through any of my platforms i thank you and for those of you who are unaware of my platforms of course all of my episodes download on ajoum.podbean.com. But if you don't have the app, if you don't have time to go to the website, that is absolutely fine. You can find Orsini's Uncensored Mind on other platforms such as iTunes, Stitcher Radio, the TuneIn Radio app, and Google Play Music. How the hell is everybody is an appropriate question today because I'm genuinely trying to figure out how the hell are you guys? All over the map here. My God. So much going on with me. So much going on on the social media here. Uh, I've been very active this week. Very active. And I don't know if I've been active intentionally or if I'm getting dragged into shit. I don't know. No idea. No idea at all whatsoever. Uh, A couple of milestones here to talk about. Uh, It took me quite a few weeks. Actually, it turned into months. Um, to get to 500, I did a little special thank you video for the 500th download. Um, downloads are what I'm talking about. I don't know why I didn't predic- uh, predicate that with this, but yes, my fifth, my 500th download. Um, that it took a while to get to 500, and I'm already creeping to seven. And uh, I want to thank you guys again. <laughs> if I have to thank you every week, damn it, I will because it's uh, it, it, it's coming along nicely here i have to admit it's coming along nicely uh i'm i'm, I'm picking up speed I'm, I'm making some opportunities here for myself and it's been looking good every time i go to this website to check these you know these statistics here uh they have the little the little the little needle that goes up and then goes down you know everyone has their ups everyone has their downs but i'm extremely happy to have a lot more ups than downs i'm actually pretty uh 
pretty excited about this. <laughs> so thank you guys so much for downloading, and thank you guys so much for listening. Um, the Podbean activity has been good, but man, the social media, the social media uh, 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 stuff has been popping off here. Uh, more importantly, my Facebook. For some odd reason, I, I, I seem to be more popular i guess on the instagram which is funny because i don't really do too much instagram stuff but i guess i i think it's by default i think instagram right now is where everyone seems to be at right now even the people that i know like i know people who don't have facebook's or you know don't have twitter's but all have instagram you know so my instagram usually is uh popping as the kids say but my facebook this week has been uh blowing up uh, finally got past 400 mark on the likes on the Orsini's Uncensored My page. So thank you guys for that. The group is going well. I have a group, um, Orsini's Uncensored My, an official group on Facebook. And I was under the assumption this entire time because I've been realizing that the only person posting in the group was me. And I just always just kind of assumed that people were in there to just look at stuff and then go about their fucking day. Uh, I started going through some settings to change something else when I realized that my settings for the group is pretty strict. I was like, okay, I didn't, I didn't want it to be that way. So I went through some changing around, moved some shit from place to place yesterday. And, uh, and now it is free and open for people to post and start their wrestling discussions and, and just be more interactive with the show. Um, which I totally want. Uh, within reason, obviously, uh, you guys can probably understand why I don't have complete faith and trust in those who participate in the social media, and I, I have to approve. I left, I left that restriction on. I have to approve. So if you post something in the group and it does not show up, at least within twenty-four hours, because I'm on my phone literally every five minutes. So if you sent a post. That means it's sent it to me as an approval. If you don't see your post, at least within 24 hours from when you sent it, chances are I didn't approve it. So you can hit me up and find out why if you'd like. I'll be sure to tell you the reason why. But uh, I have to approve every post because I want to make sure that there's some sort of humanity and civility in the group. Uh, far too many times in my in groups where the people just kind of let shit go. Um, and the groups get out of hand. You know, the prisoners start running the asylum, blah, 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 blah. So I'm in the early stages of the group stuff, so I'm able to maintain it, and I'm able to keep an eye on it, and I'd like to keep an eye on it. So I'm just putting it out there for you guys. You're more than willing to post. You're more than willing to start your own wrestling discussions. doesn't have to be about the show. doesn't even have to be about wrestling, to be honest with you. If you want to post stuff in there that's kind of pertinent and is not wrestling related and you just want to get a conversation started, that's cool too. Um, maybe some of the stuff that's in the group I'll use on the show. Depends the way it all the way it all works out. So, I humbly invite all of you to check that page out. Or see these uncensored mind official group. Uh, I believe is the full name. Uh, long I know, but the show's name is long, so fuck it. And it's on Facebook, so you guys can check that out. Also, I always post the social media stuff up on and on every post. Uh, my social media stuff. I usually tend to post the social media stuff for any of the uh, the guests or the interviews that I have on the show. So, again, check those out. And uh, 
And that's that. So we we have I I've been very wrestling centric uh for probably too long. Even even for my fucking standards it's been too long. Uh obviously I said at the, at the beginning of all this that I would not be wrestling centric and I have reneged on that quite a few fucking times now. Um I feel I don't know if you've noticed the pattern but I feel like I do it more during the uh the big shows royal rumble i got kind of you know i got kind of into it survivor series i got into it wrestlemania just forget it i probably overloaded when it came to wrestlemania you know so i i just wanted people to be aware that um that i I don't want to do that going forward well where will there be wrestling of course, because wherever Orsini goes, wrestling goes with him. Um, but I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying to come up with different things to kind of stay away from that. As a matter of fact, next week uh, there has been some discussion, and I think I like the idea, and I like, I think I like the direction in which uh, this can go. So next week I'm planning something special, and be, that's because next Friday, uh, Marvel's Infinity War comes out. It's supposed to be the final chapter for a lot of our old school heroes. It's the big event. It's the one they've been building for for 10 years, 18 movies, yada, yada, yada. You've all seen the sponsored ads all over the social media. You've seen the television commercials up the wazoo. You guys know the drill here. I'm not, I'm not breaking new ground with this information. But next week uh, on the 27th uh, will be the release of that movie. So what was discussed or an idea that came up that I actually kind of like and I think I'm going to go with is that next week on the 25th uh, is actually going to be probably the only episode I've ever done that will have uh, zero wrestling in it Um, starting this Friday, which would be the 20th, 420, (laughs) woohoo, this Friday. I'm going to be starting Comic Book Week. It'll be Comic Book Week here on Orsini's Uncensored Mind, uh, starting Friday the 20th, of course, ending on the uh, the day of the release. Uh, I'll still be doing comic book stuff on that Friday, but uh, but we're going to do a full week, comic book stuff, um, very little wrestling on the social media. I'm going to try not to do too much and probably just keep it as comic book centric as possible. I will be disciplined in this, I promise. But yeah, uh, it's gonna. It's a big week for comic book fans. It's a big week for comic uh, for the people who love the MCU. If you've never read a comic book in your life, but you're big on the Marvel movies, this is a huge week for the community itself. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and just say this now, so that there's no confusion. I love the conversation. I love debate, and we will continue to do that for as long as we can. Yes, the movie coming out is a Marvel movie. It's part of the MCU, but I am not. I am not making this Marvel-centric. This will be comic book week, which means the doors are open to all comic book lovers and forms of, uh, of comic book love. So there will be discussions on... There'll be videos and discussions shared on comic books, comic book movies, comic book uh, television shows, just whatever anybody wants to discuss as it relates to comic books and comic book superheroes, supervillains. Um, yes, we can have the DC conversation. It won't be Marvel-centric. 
Um, as we get closer, maybe I'll start to focus more on Marvel stuff because, again, it's a Marvel movie. But the whole week will be dedicated to the culture, man. It'll be dedicated to whatever it is you guys want to do. I'll be putting random stuff out throughout the week. Um, starting this Friday, April 20th, I will be putting out stuff throughout the week um, pertaining to comic books and comic heroes and, and the like. The show on the 25th uh, will be an hour, the usual time length. And will be generally comic book discussion. And I'm trying my hardest to get one of my uh, one of my buddies on here, who is just comic books personified. But he's not feeling well. And I have a few other comic book friends who I was trying to get together for a roundtable. I I just did one, so I'm not in the mood to do a roundtable again right now. But definitely wanted to have another guest across for me to spitball ideas and. My friends are either sick or working, so I'm trying I'm trying to find somebody who's got the knowledge and's got the experience, got the background to bring him in as a special guest and uh have that kind of an episode. So uh if you're looking for a break for some wrestling stuff from Orsini's Uncensored Mind, uh a break's a coming. So uh so gear up. You might have to start uh Start uh, start your homework now. Get your shit together now. You have <clears throat> until Friday to do that. So that that's a big that's a big deal for me. I'm, I, this is me trying to cold turkey this shit uh, for at least um, a week and just cleanse the palate and come back fresh and and let what basically happened on uh, this past Monday and Tuesday on Raw and SmackDown. With the superstar shakeup, let that marinate a little bit. I think that's the proper time to do. This is the proper time to do that. Uh, there was a lot that went down in the wrestling game this week uh, with the superstar shakeup. A lot of moving around between superstars, changing it up, just making the shows fresh and everything that needs to happen with that. Um, I do want to talk about the shakeup. Obviously, I can't get too deep into this show without talking about it but there were a few other things that took place this week that i want to get to and uh, i'm gonna start with my own personal situation because like i said there was a lot a lot of social media activity this week and i i brought it up myself because it was a, a particular status that uh that brought out both the good and the evil of the social media, which is which is usually a sign you're doing something right when all sides of uh, of the argument come up and you get all different kinds of answers. I, I'm going to start by saying this when it comes to the social media, and I've said this before on the show and I'll say it again. Uh, I always encourage conversation and debate. I've said that to people a thousand times. I will stick by it. Uh, that changes nothing. You know, the, I, I will always stick by that. I will always encourage conversation and debate. But the one thing I will not do is just sit here blindly and just fucking get ripped apart and get attacked and all and all kinds of uh, like sitting here like some sort of a cuckold or something. Like I'm just going to sit here and just let you destroy me on my own fucking page because you feel some sort of way. So I made a status. uh a few days ago that uh, still stands and people are still commenting on and to be honest with you I'm not shying away from it so if you feel the need to comment on it now you can but the status was made officially 
um, a few days ago, like a while ago, and it was concerning the Starbucks situation. It was concerning <laughs> uh, the two gentlemen, the two black gentlemen, let's go ahead and say that, who was in Starbucks waiting for a friend, and uh, the manager of the place called the cops on him. It was a big ordeal. It was all over the television. Um, April 16th, two days ago, was when uh, I made the post about 8.26 in the morning. That's how my morning started, 8.26, and that was a whole fucking day ordeal. Because everybody has an opinion, everybody has a thought, everybody wants to get their shit across, and that's fine. I got no problem with that. The problem is, is that when you have a Facebook argument or a Twitter argument or an or whatever social media argument, it's very important to understand that you're having an argument. When you're arguing with someone, it's very important to remember you're having an argument. Which means if I go into a if I go on uh, onto social media and I say, "Hey." That manager for the Starbucks is an asshole, okay, and is probably a fucking racist and is a douchebag for kicking these people out, let alone getting them arrested, but a douchebag all along all along for fucking with them in the first place. If that's the stance, why the fuck are you going into the, into the thread and yelling at people that it was a racist thing, and the manager was a douchebag for fucking with these people. The point was already fucking made. That's the whole genesis of this whole fucking thing. The only counter-argument that I had, and I'll say it again here, so that you no one sees me just typing shit and not saying it. I'll say it here, no problem. I would have handled the initial situation a little different. Okay? Soon as I was told I needed to leave, I would have left. The problem is, no, not the problem, the caveat is is that I wouldn't have let that shit go. No, 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 no. See, you, you, you did something you wasn't supposed to do. So I have no problem, zero, making your life a living hell for it. But I wouldn't have been arrested because I wouldn't have been sitting there. That's the thing. When the manager of a store tells you, you got to go, whether it be fucked up reason or not fucked up reason, it's time to go. Okay? It's time to leave now. Because the guy running the fucking place is telling you it's time to fucking go. The I'm waiting for my friend excuse is not a fucking reason to still be in my goddamn store. You can literally step outside the door of my store and still meet your friend. No issue. Okay? You can meet him at the bodega across the street. You can meet him literally anywhere. There is no legal responsibility of yours to still be in the fucking Starbucks. Just because you're waiting for the friend. And the argument comes back at me and says, well, it doesn't matter technically what the reason is why he wanted to stay. They never kick anybody out anyway. Why are they fucking with them? Granted, that's why I'm on your side with this. He should not or the manager should not have been fucking with them in the first place. But the conversation is, is that he did. <laughs> we, can't elim we can't eliminate facts just to make the argument stronger for yourself. The argument is strong as it is. He fucked with these people when he shouldn't have fucked with them. Okay? No one's disputing that. What I'm saying is, is regardless of the reasoning behind him asking these people to leave, you need to leave. You don't help your situation at all by sitting here 
and just being defiant for the fuck's sake of being defiant. You could have gotten the protest. You could have gotten his job. You could have gotten all the things that you've got right now. Because now, two days later, we're finding out that Starbucks is closing all of their stores so that everybody can go to racial sensitivity training and all that other garbage and BS that Starbucks is doing. You could have gotten all that without the arrest. All you had to do was step outside as asked. You go outside. You don't even have to go far. You could literally say, you know what? I'm going to go outside and go to the corner right there. Just You could be like two feet from the fucking door. Get your cell phone out. Start making your calls. Get this shit fucking trending and, and, and do what you need. Everything that you did, you could have did without the arrest. And that was my only point. They're still assholes. You, you need to take care of this. You can't let these fucking guys just get away with what they just did. He's a racist piece of shit and he needs to be handled. No one ever, ever disputed that. Ever at any point in time. Which is the problem I had with this status because... Every 10 seconds, another person. Well, if you don't see that racism is involved, then I don't know how I can help you. No one said ever that it wasn't involved. What are you talking about? It was two days of people bringing up the same fucking point. No meat to the conversation. No, nothing new. No updates. No variation of the story. Nothing. It was all the same shit. This guy was being a racist. Well, no shit. (laughs) What the fuck? Duh. How hard was that to figure fucking out? We had it figured out at 8.30 in the morning. Jesus Christ. So that was the only problem that I really had. It's like you're going to start jumping down people's throats and we're all same team. Nobody fucking said anything different than you fucking said. With the exception of what I just described now with the way that I handled it. Because the rebuttal to that is, is that, well, you don't know how you, you know, it's a very high pressure situation. Everything's moving fast. Your instincts kick in, blah, 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 blah. And there's some validity to that. You're absolutely right. There's a lot of people who, who in that situation, they feel right. They feel vindicated. They feel like they shouldn't have to do anything because, you know, more often than not, 99 times out of 100, People who go to Starbucks aren't asked that question. To be fair, I've seen people sleeping in Starbucks. I've seen people using their laptops and taking Wi-Fi. I've seen people go in there to use their bathrooms. I've seen people do a bunch of shit in Starbucks and never buy a fucking thing. So I'm sure there was some shell shock. There was some, you know, probably one of those situations where you never thought it happened to me. You know, especially since it happened in Philly. It's like, oh my God, Philly of all places. It wasn't like these two black guys were at a Starbucks in Arkansas. You know, we're in Philly. You know, I was born right over there. I could see it from right here. I could point to it. And still they experienced it, which is another part of the problem because there is no getting away from that. And that's the part of that I was I was going to add to the status, but, but it got so stupid and out of control, I just didn't feel the need to waste my time because apparently everybody on that status is like, it's like talking to a brick fucking wall. No one's listening. Okay, so I'm going to do it here on the show, and hopefully the people listening to it instead of reading it will understand it more. Racism is terrible. I think everyone's on the same fucking page with that. Racism is terrible. There's no fucking, there's no fucking disagreements on that. The people who are racist don't fucking disagree with this point. I love when people like start screaming up the top of their lungs. Racism needs to go away. Racism is bad. And they're saying this shit like they're breaking new ground. Like they're the first person in centuries to say these fucking words. This is all common knowledge shit. Racism is bad. Everyone knows this. 
The problem is the racists don't give a shit that you feel that it's bad. That's the problem. Everyone is aware. You don't need racism awareness. I think everyone's on the same fucking page about where racism lands here. It's not new ground that we're breaking here, okay? So this situation with Starbucks with the two guys, you know, they they felt they were in the right, and it turns out they were absolutely in the right. The cops let them go. There were no charges. Everything went downhill for Starbucks. The, The villain in this got their just desserts. Now, will they get a worse or stiffer punishment? Time will tell. It's only been two fucking days. But the hero in this... Okay, or the two gentlemen, they got off on this. And then they helped with the protest. Everything everything went smooth. My only problem was the initial re- the initial reaction to the evacuating the premises. That's it. That's it. Because at the end of the day, even though they never enforce that stupid ass rule, they never fucking enforce it. On the odd chance that they do, you still have to comply to that. That's my only fucking argument. Help yourself. Don't get tangled into the villainy, right? And and just do your own fucking thing. You don't have to worry about all that other stuff. Just do your own fucking thing. Step outside, okay, and then take it from there. Everyone's like, well, and then people were actually comparing this shit to, to like Rosa Parks. Well, what would have happened if... They told Rosa Parks to move from the bus seat if, 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 and she didn't, and you know, and she just got up and left. We would have never had this. We would have never had that. This ain't Rosa Parks, and I know that you can't just say that off the top of your head because you never know what you never know what action will start the movement. Okay, but this is not that situation because this situation, a revolt, a protest. A, a call for action all would have taken place without the arrest. That's the difference between this and Rosa Parks. Rosa Parks' actions sparked motivation and sparked a revolution and sparked a movement. These two guys would have been able to do all of that without the arrest. Because to be honest with you, in Rosa Parks' era, it was very hard to get minorities on the same page and and fighting this oppression because they were all nervous and scared to, you know, the repercussions of it were crazy. You, you, you had to really convince people. Well, once once Rosa did what she did and she was able to convince people, then the movement got real, and then we moved from there. This situation is not. This era is not that. The same day that these two gentlemen were in a Starbucks going through this ordeal, there was another guy who used his cell phone to also showcase a different location Starbucks doing something very, very similar. That's my point. People today are a lot more aware and a lot more ready to combat the racist shit. If you go to YouTube right now, there's nothing but... If you type in racist in YouTube... You will see thousands of videos of people stepping up trying to showcase this other side of it. You didn't need to, and they didn't get arrested, not all of them. You didn't need to get arrested at Starbucks to spark the revolution. You could still do that from the comfort of your own fucking home or even even better, just outside this facility because you saw the protests. The protests didn't take, didn't take place outside the Starbucks. The protests 
took place inside the Starbucks. So that was my point all along. I just didn't I just didn't need to get arrested. That's it. That's all that it was. You still could have sparked everything. You still could have done your revolution and continued on. But uh but that's just me. Okay? And as for those people who say, well, you never know, I do know. I've been in a ton of situations, a ton of situations where I was caught off guard and I did not know what I would do. But over time, you get experienced enough, you live long enough, you're pretty comfortable in saying certain things. And I'm pretty comfortable in saying that when a manager asked me to leave, I probably would just leave because I've been in that situation before. So... I didn't want to spend too much time on that, and I ended up spending way more time than I did. But I just wanted to clarify that. That's it. I just wanted to clarify because it wasn't getting through with typing. So I figure maybe saying it will uh, will help it out. So we've got other things we need to talk about besides that crap. Okay, one of the things we need to talk about is something that I warned you about way back when. As a matter of fact, I looked it up. Episode nineteen. February 7th, that is two, almost two and a half months ago, I told you that this was going to happen. Now, it's not official just yet, and I'll get into get in uh, in a second about why it's not official, but Mayweather McGregor is back. Back in the limelight here, we're looking at a Mayweather, what is it? Hashtag MacMay2, I think was the hashtag I saw the other day. I posted a, a photo up on the Orsini's Uncensored Mind page on Facebook, and I wanted to let all of you know that uh, I've been keeping track of this, and the reason why I've been keeping track of this is because I am preparing myself for a huge laugh, a huge laugh. And you don't get to get have this kind of hearty laugh without putting in the work, putting in the effort, putting in the time. And I have been intending to do that. So back in February 7th, episode 19, the reason why I brought up McGuire and Mayweather 2 is because we started seeing rumblings online. We saw uh, an Instagram a video, I believe. Was it Instagram? I don't remember. But it was a video of Mayweather uh, bouncing around uh, an octagon and, 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 and talking shit about the UFC and yada, yada, yada. And if I'm going to say it again. I called... Mayweather McGregor in a boxing match. I called Mayweather McGregor in a UFC octagon and the payoff at WrestleMania. That's where I called it. Now that I'm going to next year's WrestleMania, I definitely want this shit to happen now because then I, I, I'm paying for WrestleMania anyway. So for me, it's a free match. So I don't care. But I said on February 7th, I said, if you buy another fucking pay-per-view with Mayweather versus McGregor, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. You're a fucking moron, and you deserve everything you fucking get. I don't want to see anything online about being disappointed or being ripped off or wanting your money back. Nothing, especially in this situation, okay? Because the first situation, Mayweather or McGregor, was a boxing match. Clearly favored Mayweather. He's one of the greatest boxers to have ever lived, okay? And if you watch that fight, man, did he play with McGregor that entire fucking time. It was, it, it was embarrassing, really, to be honest with you. But now... We put ourselves in a second situation, okay, a second situation where now we're talking about getting into the octagon, which would favor McGregor heavily. It would be unfair, to be honest with you, in this competitive setting. But true to form, Mayweather, okay, not to be outdone here, 
has agreed to some degree about the UFC bout under certain restrictions. That's the picture that I shared, and I'm going to go through those because they've proposed some rule changes for the UFC fight between McGregor and Mayweather, and those rules are as such. There will be no kicks. I don't know why you're in the octagon if you can't kick, but there will be no kicks. No takedowns. Huge. No elbows, okay? No knees and no shoes. Clinches will be allowed, which is which which is I guess it is a little giving of Mayweather. You know, Mayweather clinched in boxing anyway, so I don't think he will be too new to that. 5-minute rounds and they'll be competing at a 155-pound weight class. Now that last one also isn't much to do or much to give up. Uh, when they had the boxing match, and I did my homework on this. I looked around did some stuff here. When they had the boxing match, McGregor weighed in that evening at 153 pounds. Mayweather weighed in at 149.5 pounds. Now, the normal uh, fight weight for McGregor, who competes in the lightweight division, he's normally no heavier than 155 pounds, and he's won championships in two divisions. Mayweather, the boxing divisions are a little different. Mayweather also competes at welterweight, which is 150 pounds, but Mayweather's won championships in five different divisions. All right, so they're they're world class athletes, no doubt about that. But everything here, like it's worded weird, it's worded weird. But it, uh, there's not a whole lot of give and take here. The kicks, the takedowns, the elbows, the knees. Okay, that's taking away from McGregor. That's not evening the playing field. That's taking away from McGregor. No shoes. Now, I don't know why McGregor would want a situation. I mean, I'm not McGregor. Mayweather would want a situation without the protection of shoes. But I guess, again, in his head, that's him giving something. Clinches will be allowed. Now, if you cannot knee or elbow, or kick, I don't see the point of a clinch, but, you know, McGregor is a professional. He's been doing this for years. He's one of the top UFC fighters in the world. He will find a way around. Five-minute rounds uh, and 155-pound weight class. Five-minute rounds is not going to help Mayweather at all because if he thought McGregor was uh, winded based on their rounds in the boxing match, five minutes... Of essentially wrestling, because there's no, I mean, there's no takedowns. I mean, so obviously there's not a whole lot of wrestling. I'm trying to make sense of this myself. To be honest with you with these rules. Now, somebody had mentioned that one of the rules uh, that's not there, it doesn't take away the submission factor. It doesn't take away the fact that you cannot apply a hold and and submit Mayweather. So that may be the big finish here. Might be building up to that. Uh, it's essentially going to be a barefoot boxing match inside of an octagon. Uh, and they may hit us with some surprise shit at the end. So Mayweather and McGregor too. Again, if you buy this fucking thing, you're a fucking moron. You deserve every fucking thing that you get. I cannot feel sorry for you if you buy this fucking show. I can't. I can't even begin to imagine what kind of a fucking moron would buy this. But I'm hoping you do because that's where the big laugh's going to come in because this shit's going to be terrible. And if you don't believe me, the first one was terrible. It was a spectacle. But 
I mean, hand to hand, pound for pound, that was a terrible boxing match. One of them was zero for zero. Zero wins, zero losses. Never boxed before, at least not professionally. So, yeah, you take this shit for what it is. McGregor usually is the heavier fighter. It's going to be in his world. So if there's anyone who can find a way around these rules to give us uh, some sort of a big finish here, it'd be McGregor. But Jesus, Christ almighty. If you buy this, you're a fucking moron. I'm sorry. You just are. You just are. And they were supposed to announce I was going to get to that. They were supposed to announce this as official at the UFC event. If I'm not mistaken, I believe that was 223. That just took place here where I am over by the Barclay Center. I'm like 15, 20 minutes from the Barclay. Like if you drive about 15, 20 minute drive, I'm about five train stops from the Barclay Center. And then we're going to announce this match at the Barclay Center. And then Conor McGregor went full Irishman on him. And started throwing pulleys and handcarts and breaking windows and cutting up doctors and cutting up fighters. So who knows when this is actually going to be made official. So keep your eyes out for that. I think you're an idiot if you buy it, but I'm hoping that you do because then WrestleMania is where we will have the cutoff for this matchup. A couple more things we talk about here and move on. We're actually going to stay in the UFC area here. Just a little bit because I've got to talk to you about my boy, my boy CM Punk. That's right. The Chicago native will be not only returning to UFC, but returning to combat in his hometown of Chicago as UFC 225 on June 9th at the United States will present CM Punk versus Mike the truth johnson now i don't know much about ufc more importantly i don't know much about ufc history because i don't follow mixed martial arts but i did a little digging i did a little homework that's right put the nose to the grindstone did some digging around and tried to get some information on this now the cm punk side of all this everyone's kind of well aware of he was defeated by mickey gall in about two minutes and 14 seconds with a tap out i don't recall anybody even I don't recall even a punch being thrown by Punk. It was just a very embarrassing showcase. But it was also coming off of what? Maybe a year of training, beginner, all that stuff. They put him in there with a guy also who um, didn't have much UFC experience. But he was in there with somebody who did have fight experience, who'd been training for forever. Mike Gall was actually kind of a guy that people were looking to at, you know, at some point of being some sort of a force. He hasn't capitalized on anything so far, so I guess maybe he ended up being a bust. But at the time, it really did seem like Punk was kind of out of his league. This matchup here with Mike Johnson does seem to be a little bit fairer, if that could be a word for just a second. They have identical records of 0-1. and one. Punk obviously will have the hometown advantage in this situation. But the ironic part is, is I started doing some digging around because I said to myself, well, I know who Punk is, but I don't know who Mike Johnson is. Who is this mysterious fighter that he's fighting? So I started looking around and I found some irony here, some really cool irony that I don't know if UFC is going to play up or if it was intentionally done this way, but I thought it was cool because the guy that Punk is fighting is Michael Truth Johnson, and it's ironic because when the Punk-Mickey Gall fight was made official, uh, they did an in-ring little photo, little moment between the two. Punk came out in a suit, stepped into the Yakagon, he took the pictures of Mickey Gall after a Mickey Gall fight. Uh, 
And the ironic part about that was is the person that Mickey Gall was fighting right before he took the photos with Punk to push and promote the Punk fight was Mike Jackson. I'm, I'm sorry. I did say Johnson earlier. It's Jackson. Jackson. I meant to say Jackson. Mike Jackson. Mike the Truth Jackson. Uh, Mike Jackson was the guy that Mickey Gall was fighting that night. And I looked back at it. I said, well, Jesus, if that was the guy he was fighting, how'd that work out? Uh, it was a 45-second tap out in the first round. That's how that worked out. So Mickey Gall has defeated Mike Jackson, and he's defeated CM Punk. Both of, both Punk and Jackson are 0-1. All, both of those ones are Mickey Gall. So it's basically, basically a battle of Mickey Gall's bitches here on June 9th in Chicago. Uh, Mike Jackson does have one other fight. Uh, it was an amateur fight, and uh, he lost that one too to a gentleman by the name of Nick Felder. He lost that one by decision, though, and that was way back in September of 2009. So the fight experience is actually pretty close. Uh, seems like a more evenly matched fight here. I, again, I'm not a UFC aficionado. I don't know the UFC information like most people would know. Uh, but just looking at the paper, looking at the numbers, looking at the way that it matches up physically um, and experience-wise, it looks like this is going to be a pretty fair matchup here between CM Punk and Mike Jackson. So once again, if you're going to be a fool and spend your money on fights that probably won't live up to uh, to the hype, this is probably the one I would advocate for. Support Punk in any way you can, folks. Especially if you're in Chicago, you're probably going to go out and see him fight anyway. So I don't have to fucking tell you guys. But yeah, if you want to see this go again, there it is, June 9th. It's been announced. It's official. It's been shared around. Uh, I was one of those guys that laughed. I'm a big punk guy, but, you know, humble pie is humble pie. He got his ass beat. He got it pretty good. I love punk because not just the way that he set that fight up, because he did it WWE style. Man. It was great. It was a great buildup. But he, had a, he handled his ass whooping like a man. Which is why I still respect Punk to this day. I always respected Punk. I think he's great. But he got his ass beat. He got his ass beat good. And I don't want to hear any of that garbage about, well, he lived his dream. He, he took a chance. No, he got his ass beat. That was the end result of that. He got his ass beat. So, And he may get his ass beat again here. Or he may not. You know, how huge would it be if he walked away with a fucking win here? Especially in a, in a UFC fight. Uh, a lot going on on that card. Uh, I don't have the full card in front of me. I do remember looking it up. There was about nine fights on that card. I'm not sure how these things work. Uh, I would assume you'd have to stack it because these fights don't normally last long, right? They're short rounds. Sometimes you get situations like this with a 45-second tap out. That's why I don't watch the show. I mean, you pay for the fight. The fight might last about 30 seconds. I think the same thing with what? McGregor and Mayweather went way over, and they had to drag it out to freaking eight rounds, so. So that's that, CM Punk and Mike Jackson. June 9th, UFC 225 in Chicago, Chi-Town, hosting a UFC event. So now here's here's now where it's going to get a little crazy because I'm going to dip back into the wrestling for just a little bit because like I said at the beginning of the show here, this was the week, this was the WWE Raw SmackDown Superstar Shakeup. Notice I didn't say NXT, which is why NXT's not a brand. But Raw and SmackDown, uh, Giving back and forth a few surprises, a few debuts, a few returns. This was a very big week. If you're new to the WWE as a talent, this was a big week for you. And a lot, <laughs> a lot to get to here. I'm going to compress it all down because I don't have a whole lot of time left now. But the, the situations are pretty obvious to me. 
if I had to pick a side that I think really walked away with uh, with OW here, which roster really got bolstered and and got better after all this, I'm sorry, I'm leaning towards SmackDown. SmackDown kind of walked away with uh, with some gems here, but they did it unfairly, I think personally. I think personally they did it a little unfairly. And let's go through the list here. First and foremost, we're going to start off with the man. Okay? The man, Jinder Mahal, and his crony. Not big on Sunil, but yeah, his crony. I love Jinder. Not big on the Bollywood boys. But I love Jinder. He moves to Raw. He ruled to Raw with the WWE United States Championship. Of course, they screwed him over because no one can stand to see Jinder Mahal on top. They have to figure out a way to screw this guy somehow. They can't just let live here, right? So they screwed Jinder Mahal out of the U.S. Championship right off the bat. I mean, he debuts first. He's the first superstar of the shakeup, which it should be. That's obvious. But then they put him in an unprepared match for the, for the United States Championship against Jeff Hardy. Right, and then of course Jeff Hardy gets the surprise on him because he's Jeff Hardy, right? And they just screw him out straight up the back. And my wife brought up a very good point when we were watching it. She goes, "Hey, wasn't Jeff Hardy your boy before?" It's like, yeah, yeah, he was my boy before, but now I'm a gender guy, and this is what kills me. It's like you're sitting at home with your wife, everything is going well, and your ex comes over and fucks it up out of, out of spite. Come on, Jeff, get with the fucking program, man. Time's up. It's gender time now. But Jinder Mahal was the first to switch over to Raw. He is followed by the Riot Squad. Uh, I, I don't know why. I didn't see the sense of it, considering they're a stable, and Raw got three women out of this. Uh, they didn't really do too much on SmackDown. I figured they had more, especially with the shakeup. would have opened up more opportunities for them. But here they are on the big stage now. So Riot Squad, Liv Morgan, Sarah Logan, and Ruby Riot are on Raw. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn was obvious, especially after the way that whole whole feud ended. And You knew the minute that they lost at WrestleMania they were going to end up on Raw. Uh, Zack Ryder, Mojo Raleigh, obviously not together. They went to Raw, but they're on Raw again. They're following each other to another brand. Breeze Dango, Tyler Breeze and Fandango are now on Raw. Dolph Ziggler and a surprise in Drew McIntyre, who went straight from uh, who went from NXT to Raw. Technically, he was an NXT guy. He had no business in NXT. I know that they were trying to acclimate him in and ease him in and, and get his footing back underneath him. The NXT title run was short, but it was very good and very promising. Um, so I'm actually I'm actually more interested to see them as a team going forward. I don't even know if they're officially a team. But the way that they debuted and, and 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 just their coordination and the way that they were looking at each other, body language indicates they're going to be a team. I don't know. We will see. Baron Corbin through the Thief of the Night. They stole Baron Corbin, the lone wolf, over to Raw. Bobby Roode, of course, treated like a megastar. Debuts on Raw in the main event as their fifth man on the Babyface squad. Um, Mike Kanellis is now on Raw. It made no mention of Maria. She is technically still contracted, but she is uh, with child. So no word yet as to what her official status is going to be. Chad Gable, which was an awesome pickup for Raw, I think. They were wasting him on SmackDown. I like the tag team with Shelton, but like Shelton said on SmackDown, they didn't really need each other. 
They really did. Uh, and the Ascension moving over to Raw is interesting to me because now there's going to be a lot of shaking, a lot of moving here. Tag teams is moving all around here. Uh, with the loss of, of some teams from Raw going to SmackDown, should be interesting to see what happens with the Ascension. They could essentially take that powerhouse role. We'll see. Uh, but it would be nice to see them do something with the Ascension. Uh, moving over to the SmackDown brand, the obvious choice uh, because they made it on Raw. He was the only Raw guy we knew was going to SmackDown, and that's The Miz returning to the place where he made his name. Uh, I think I think The Miz is about as synonymous with SmackDown as maybe like Edge was, where no matter how many times they went back and forth, it just felt right that Edge was on SmackDown. I feel the same way here. Miz was great on Raw, but then again, he's been doing great for the last year or so. He's really on fire, on fire with me. He's been doing a really hell of a job. But I'm super excited about the fact that Daniel Bryan didn't move. Although, if I was doing the mix-up, I actually would have moved Daniel. I'm like, I can't lie about that here. 2020, I'm going to be honest about it. I'm going to be real with you guys. Um, I would have moved him. I would have moved him. I would have moved him... Uh, to, I would have moved Daniel Bryan to Raw because he's just one of the top baby faces. And right now, Raw needs a top baby face. They don't have one. I know you could point at Roman Reigns because he's supposed to be, but he's really not. And Seth gets nice reactions, but he's really not. Not at the level of a Daniel Bryan. And you always want your top baby face on Raw. But I'm glad to see they didn't go with that. He's still on SmackDown. I think he fits better on SmackDown. And now he's got the Miz back. So that's going to be interesting. Uh, Jeff Hardy won the United States Championship on Raw, beating my Jinder Mahal, my Maharaja, and brings it to SmackDown. Debuts in a great match with Shilton Benjamin, old friends, going back to way, way, what's that, the Ruthless Aggression days. <laughs> so that was good. Absolution, or what's left of it, uh, Sonya Deville, Manny Rose. Uh, I'm interested to see storyline, how that ha how this works out, because the third member of Absolution is Paige, and Paige happens to be the general manager of SmackDown. Uh, Paige seems to be going through a baby face phase right now ever since the retirement and working with Shane. So we'll see how her relationship moves forward with her absolution uh, bandmates there. Samoa Joe on SmackDown could not be happier about this. I, I hated him on Raw. I hated him in the mix with other people. He should not be in the mix. This guy should be a focal point. His bump card's almost full, guys, so cash in on this. Big Cass makes his return. That was an obvious one. And actually, he was my pick for the partner for Braun Strowman at WrestleMania. Uh, it didn't happen, but I'm glad to see him back. I'm even more impressed about the fact that he looks great, looks in great shape. And they got him feuding with Daniel Bryan right now, which is going to be huge for him. So it looks like on the SmackDown brand, they're really looking to do something big with Big Cass. We will see how the audience takes and see if he can move forward. I know he's a fellow New Yorker, but at the same time, the guy's got get, the guy's got skills. He's not better than Edge, like that idiot Ian said, but he's definitely got some skills. Sanity, all three members of Sanity, with the exception of Nikki, will be on SmackDown. Eric Young, Alexander Wolf, and Killian Dane are now all members of the SmackDown brand, but no Nikki. I'm going to safely assume that's because. The women's division really just got gutted down in NXT, and they need about as many veteran hands as they can. They've done this before. Uh, guys can remember the call for Charlotte, Becky, and Sasha, but no Bailey. I know that Bailey was coming off of uh, off of an injury, but that's never stopped them from calling people up before. Drew McIntyre just just 
got caught up in the shakeup, and he's coming off of an injury. So it's completely possible. Asuka. Asuka moves to the SmackDown brand, which means it could continue with Charlotte. I doubt it because I think Charlotte's going to be moving forward with Carmella. But that leaves Asuka with what? And I like the idea of her being on SmackDown because Asuka and Becky Lynch, in my opinion, could be huge. I would love that. I would love to see where that goes, um, especially for a story, if we can get that going. Um, the Good Brothers, which is what I call them. All right, Anderson and Gallows, they call them the Balor Club. I call them the Good Brothers. They're on their way to, uh, to SmackDown, reunited, and it feels so good to be on the same brand with AJ Styles. Now, it would be a mistake to put those guys back together. AJ and Shinsuke are kind of going through something, but with them on the same page, I mean, we're talking great, great backstage segments. He's a ba- uh, AJ's a babyface again. The Good Brothers are babyfaces, and Balor's a babyface. So there's no reason why they shouldn't connect with, uh, with each other at some point. But I think they really need to focus on themselves. Anderson and Gallows has not exactly been that amazing a team on Raw. But I love the build towards SmackDown. I love the pack, the the package they put together for the Good Brothers. Letting everybody know how great they've been, how great they are. Former tag team champions never really talked about that much. So let's see. Um, they're not the only tag team that went the bar. Cesaro and Sheamus now make their way to SmackDown. And that's one of the things. The Good Brothers and The Bar are now on the same brand with The New Day and The Usos. And that right there, in my opinion, makes the tag team division on SmackDown must-see TV. It's going to be outrageous now to see these teams all going at it. That's why I thought Dolph and Drew being a team on Raw, I think it's needed. I, I, I don't know if they're officially a team, but I think they need to be at this point. For God's sakes, what else is there for Dolph? And it'd be nice to ease Drew back into the main roster with that. R-Truth quietly made his way to SmackDown, uh, but not so quietly. Andrade Cien Olmas and his, I wouldn't say valet, uh, manager, business advisor, personal confidant, Zanina Vega, will be making their way to the SmackDown brand. Um, these NXT call-ups, to me, are the reason why SmackDown won. Um, we're all got some nice pickups, but, I mean, Sanity... Andrade, uh, uh, Andrade, I mean, th- these are some big-time pickups here. Uh, Raw got the three women um, from Riot Squad, and they're going to be major contributors. But to get Sanity on SmackDown with just all the acts they already have, they have Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Sanity, Jeff Hardy, The Bar, The Uso, the tag team division I just spoke to you about, this uh, Charlotte and Asuka, and Becky Lynch, SmackDown is stacked, absolutely stacked to the to the gills. Uh, SmackDown is going to be an amazing show to be watching every Tuesday, so long as the booking and the writing can catch up. But for the most part, yeah, this is going to be an amazing show to watch. And I, I personally cannot wait to, to see how the storylines go from here. Like I said earlier, I'm going to let this marinate next week. Uh, no wrestling next week. We're not going to be doing any wrestling next week. It is comic book week starting this Friday, uh, Friday to Friday, at the release of Marvel's Infinity War. So I will not uh, be doing pretty much anything next week regarding wrestling. I'm going to keep it centric to what I've been doing or been talking about doing. So this is it right here. Uh, that's the shakeup. Uh, I think the SmackDown roster is the winner out of all this. Uh, not to say that uh, Raw looks bad. I like the different moves that Raw. I, I don't see any losers in this. 
you know, as a as a fan, you sit there and you say, "Well, I, I like these pickups because of the because uh, of the potential matchups." I mean, look at the SmackDown. You mean to tell me on SmackDown, I can possibly get Samoa Joe versus AJ Styles for the WWE Championship? Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> this is going to be amazing. I can't wait. The Usos versus Sanity. Oh man. This is going to be great. It's good to see EY on the brand. I mean, SmackDown right now is pretty TNA heavy, right? Ron Killings, Eric Young, AJ Styles. I mean, uh, Samoa Joe. Very, very TNA heavy over here. Man, just look at all the talent TNA had. Jesus. Couldn't get it together. Anyway, we're getting close to the wrap-up here. I'm going to try to cut this short. Got a lot of stuff I need to get to on a personal level. But uh, we have to speak up on another topic here, just real quick. I want to get uh, some breaking news out of the way as I was um, in between the recordings of this, because I've I've been recording this in pieces because I, I just have so much to do. Um, WWE.com has announced the passing of, quite frankly, one of the greatest WWE champions of all time, and and not for nothing, but one of the greatest champions. Uh. In wrestling history, uh, he's up there. Uh, is Bruno San Martino? Fortunately, he passed away at the age of eighty-two. Um, that was announced today, and I'm glad. Oh, well, I'm not glad he's dead, but I'm definitely glad that I got a chance to see this before putting the final product together on this show. Um, I don't have a whole lot of Bruno memories, obviously, because I did not grow up in that era. But for the people that did, I remember so many old heads talking to me about it. He was a Northeast guy. I'm from New York, so obviously I heard a lot about him. Uh, Rag to Rich's story, one of the most famous Italian sports athletes of all time, which is what it was back then. You know, this wasn't pro wrestling, the believe the hype type deal. It was, uh, it was a sport back then, and he was one of their... Uh, greatest attractions, especially here in the New York area. He uh, became a WWE superstar and, and and won the WWF championship in just 48 seconds, you know, beating uh, the nature boy, Buddy Rogers, for the WWE title at Madison Square Garden. That guy made Madison Square Garden his bitch. Uh, it's, I don't know if the garden is still regarded as the Mecca, if it's still regarded as the world's most famous arena. I don't know. Um, it's kind of falling off a bit. Even here in New York, it's kind of falling off a bit. I know I spend hardly any time there anymore. Like I said, Barclay is like right there to my house. So I usually find myself at Barclay more often. And when you're in New York long enough, you realize that a lot more events, not just wrestling, I think are in Barclay more now than Madison Square Garden just for money reasons. But at the height, at the pinnacle of Madison Square Garden's popularity, man, Bruno was there. He main evented uh, and and drew you know he's he's been credited for uh drawing that house and selling that building out 187 times 187 times that will never be touched i promise you neither will his championship run um he spent eight years eight years as the wwe champion um <clears throat> cm punk gets uh touted a lot for 434 days and i think it's impressive because of the era in which he did it but you talk about a, a top 10 list, top 10 WWE champions of all time. You know, Stone Cold Steve Austin at 10, Brock Lesnar at 9, Triple H at 8, Brett at 7, Randy Orton at 6, Pedro Morales is still there at 5, uh, John Cena at 4, Bob Acklin at 3, Hulk Hogan at 2, and Bruno is at 1. And for all those guys, I mean, John Cena's 
a 13-time champion. Randy Orton's a nine-time champion. Stone Cold, a six-time champion. Bruno has two title reigns. And he held that championship combined for 4,040 days. Second place is 2,185 with Hulk Hogan. And he did that in six reigns. It took him six reigns to get to 2,185. Cena at four has 13 WWE title reigns, and he's only at 1,257. That's how impressive that run was. And I know what you're saying. Well, it was a different time. It was a different era. You didn't defend the championship as much as you defend it now, which is true, which is fine. That, that's, that's cool. But can you imagine how hard it has to be to keep someone's attention for eight consecutive straight years? Even as a side attraction, it's impressive. I mean, eight years, 187 times, you sold the garden out. That's not a mistake. That's greatness, and and he was great. And I, I and I hate to, so I hate to sum up the amount of a man just basically solely on his job, but uh, but he he was a great professional wrestler. Um, my my early memories of him, believe it or not, are actually negative ones. I was not a really big Bruno guy when I was a kid because he hated the Attitude Era with a fucking passion. He was very vocal about that. He wasn't big on the Attitude Era. And uh, so those were my initial memories of him. But as I got older and as time went on and I got to see the man that he was and and, and uh, the worker that he was and the way he took care of his family and friends and even down to his protégés, uh, non-WWE championship related, uh, one of the most infamous matches he's ever had was the, the teacher versus protégé matchup at, uh, I was going to say City Field, Jesus Christ, uh, the old Shea Stadium. The piss bucket, as we used to call it back in the day, but I think in the 70s, it was a little better condition when Bruno San Martino fought Larry Zabisco. So uh, he was a great champion, and he paved the way for a lot of people. And you can look at him and say, oh, just another white man as champion. But at that time period, being an Italian or being an Irishman or, or it was, was almost equal to being a black guy or an Asian guy or a or a Hispanic guy. You know, that's why when you have that racism conversation like we had earlier here, I mean, what are we talking about really? You know, every every color has seen it at some point. And when it was the Italians turn, they had a, a hero to look at and his name was Bruno San Martino. So rest in peace. Rest in peace, my good brother. And uh he's gonna be I tell you what, all these uh wrestlers that have passed away, they always make the joke that, uh, hey, they're going to be wrestling up in the, the big wrestling ring in the sky. Imagine that card, you know, Guerrero and Rude. You know what, though? Of all those people that went up there, the way that Bruno lived his life, I wouldn't be surprised if that guy was the headliner, man, or at least semi-main. Bruno San Martino would be high on that damn card for sure. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for tuning in. AJOUM.Pobby.com is where you can catch all of my episodes. Uh, I gave you the platforms, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, TuneIn Radio. Um, those are all the different platforms. I'm, again, I'm, I've been so busy. I'm trying to find the other platforms that I've been looking into and keeping up with that. And it's been very, very, very hard because I, I'm just so busy. So again, Friday, 420. This Friday on Orsini's Uncensored Mind Comic Book Week. Please participate. Please feel free to give me all of your thoughts and opinions and comments and post shit up in the group and, and share your memories with me. And let's let's have the conversation, baby. Let's talk about it. Um, 
good luck to all you guys out there who are uh, going to be making it out to the movies because I heard that the tickets are already gone. So if you're trying to get this weekend, it's almost impossible. But, um, but we'll talk more about that this Wednesday. So stay safe. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Share it out. Let them know. Orsini, he's out. Anybody house, listen to my daddy's soul. Orsini, the SMI. Thank you.